Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. One and done. That's what we say with Trey Young. And that's what we've become, right? Like, uh, it's interesting. It's always interesting to me. I I went to Oklahoma State. And they beat Oklahoma in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. What was the eight versus the nine seed? And Oklahoma got in. And I thought, like, look, push comes to shove. I probably would have put in, I would have put Oklahoma State ahead of in ahead of Oklahoma. On the other hand, I actually would have put Middle Tennessee State in ahead of both of them. And St. Mary's in ahead of both of them. But because because Oklahoma got in and because they're led by Trey Young, who led the country in scoring and assist, and he's only a freshman, first player to ever do that in college basketball. They, they basically got the Duke effect. 
basically got the Duke effect. This is there are there are some things that are synonymous with the first weekend and the first day of the NCAA tournament to which you cannot really explain unless you've experienced it. But let me try. Today is a day in which we gather around television sets and we root hard as hell for David to slay Goliath for somebody. I don't care who it is, but somebody beat Duke, right? Please beat Duke. There have been no more celebratory moments in the history of sports bars than when uh, Lehigh beat Duke. Remember when Lehigh beat Duke? Remember when VCU beat Duke? Remember those moments? And here's what's funny about it. Here's what's interesting about it. One would think when David slays Goliath, David becomes incredibly popular. And it's somewhat true. The problem is that when Duke's out of the tournament, we don't we watch less. The same thing for Trey Young. I I just want Trey Young out. There's too much coverage of Trey Young. Why is ESPN spending so much time covering Trey Young? I hope he loses. Now he loses like good. He's gone. Do you want to watch Rhode Island? No, not really. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about the Rhode Island story at all. They're coached by Danny Hurley, the brother of Bobby Hurley, right? And and things kind of have switched a little bit, right? Where it used to be that Danny was Bobby's brother, and in coaching now, Bobby is Danny's brother. And a couple of great moments, game goes to overtime. Kid named E.C. Matthews, who two years ago was the preseason A-10 player of the year, he tore his ACL, and I, I did one of Danny's games that year early in Cancun, and he was still, like, devastated by it. He's like, man, this is my guy. This is my, he's like my son. Like, this really sucks. And I was like, you know, you'll get him for an extra year. And he's not like an NBA player. He's just a really good college player. It's like, yeah, but it just, I just, he just hated it for the kid. Last year, they should have beaten Oregon. This year, very easily could have lost to Oklahoma. But we do these dumb things every year in the tournament. We just do. Team beats another team. That team's conference is awesome. Other team's conference sucks, right? Like the Atlantic 10, St. Bonaventure beats UCLA. And Rhode Island, who's a seven seed, beats Oklahoma. And Rhode Island was, uh, I think, a point and a half favorite in the game. Game goes to overtime. You cannot get any closer in terms of proximity of two teams than overtime. Rhode Island covers in overtime. See? A-10, awesome. Like, okay. Sure. Guess so. Fantastic. You know, Arizona State has a late lead, gives it up to St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure, Jalen Adams, their best player who struggles all game long, hits a big shot late. Excuse me, that was uh, UCLA. Uh, Jalen Adams, a A-10's awesome. Pac-12 sucks. Like, God, we do these dumb things every year. Like, we can't even enjoy, can't even enjoy the games. Like, what is the matter with us? We, I, I feel like we all have a chemical imbalance. And I'm just as guilty of it. I'm, I have Duke in my brackets, Duke going and winning the national championship. But you know what's going to happen when Duke plays Iona? I'm going to be rooting for Iona. I don't know why. I just do it. Like I, I played against Trey Young's dad in college. He played at Texas Tech. He's a really good player, Rafer Young. And I like Trey Young a great deal. But I got to tell you, I'm sitting there going like, man, 
I love it when dudes go at Trey Young and D him up. Like you, you almost you get caught up in it. It's like a pep rally. Like you don't even know. Like why am I cheering for this team? I have no idea. Penn's taking on Kansas, and early on in the game, Penn was leading Kansas. And I've called these games before. You're like, man, you start rooting for the upset. But we only root for the upset when it happens. And then afterwards, like, yeah, I don't really care about them anymore. I just want to see a team get beat. What is that about us? What is it about our chemical makeup to which we cheer for the underdog, but then the underdog wins like, yeah, not really that into the underdog anymore. They had their day. Man, I wish the favorite was playing so I could root for them to lose again. Can I see Duke lose again? Like, that's not really the way it works. But shouldn't it? Right? Shouldn't it work that way? Uh, It's really kind of an amazing thing. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, uh, 877-6369. Is that right? Wait, 87- What is the phone number again? 99 on Fox. 996367, something like that. 996-6369. Penn just scored. I am a huge Quaker fan. When did Penn become you, Penn? Penn is Penn. It even says Penn on their jerseys. Please, people, stop trying to rename the University of Pennsylvania UPenn. It's Penn. It's always been Penn. It's always going to be Penn. And I do love the fact that they have a Ben Franklin quote on their shooting shirt. Who has that? Penn does. Very amazing. Why? I think he went there, didn't he? Or maybe he's just from, you know, because of his time spent in City of Brotherly Love. Anyway. Ramos, what's your bracket look like? Did you fill one out? All right, let me see it. I have it right here, Doug. What do, what do you want? Just the final four? No, you can give me give me your upset picks that you have. Well, I thought I thought Oklahoma would win today that one game and then lose to Duke. Okay, but... so that doesn't. By the way, that doesn't hurt you. Like I had, no, right? I had Oklahoma winning today and losing. I had Kansas winning today but losing to Seton Hall in the second round. Ooh. So the 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 upsets only really. Or your your picks are bad only really when the team you picked against, you know, goes and wins a, a couple games. Go ahead. Um, I like Loyola Chicago. I agree. We had a guest on. Was it the other day? You had a guest. I can't remember who it was who liked them. I I liked them the minute you interviewed their coach, like a couple of weeks ago, and I watched them play. Like the next day, I really enjoyed them. So I have them actually going to the Elite Eight. Who's that? Loyola Chicago. Wow. Yeah, taking it- on Arizona in the Elite Eight. So who do you have them beating to get to the Elite Eight? Um, they beat um, well Miami of Florida, yep. which is a sixth seed today. Yep. Then beating Tennessee, then beating Cincinnati. Okay, that is that is bold. And we've but we've seen Missouri Valley teams in the past make runs. Wichita back when they were in the Valley, Creighton back when they were in the Valley, Northern Iowa, of course, has made runs before. What about you, Ryan? Muse? And then what's your Final Four end up as uh, Ramos? Final Four is Arizona, Gonzaga, Villanova, Kansas, which is basically. The top teams, right? So there you go. Well, no, Gonzaga's a four seed. That, mm. that's... I like Gonzaga. Okay. Uh, Gonzaga's a four seed. What do you got, Ryan Music? What's your bracket look like? <laughs> I'm actually fairly similar to John, but yeah, I didn't pick too many upsets. I guess the fir- the lowest seed that I have going the furthest would be Florida to the Sweet 16. You're going Cowherd. Cowherd had, loves, likes Florida as well. So I have them going to the Sweet 16. But other than that, I have a lot of high seed teams. Oh, and Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga in the finals. So I guess that's the... You have Gonzaga. Who else? Uh, Gonzaga versus Duke, and I had Duke winning it all. Who are the other two Final Four teams? Kentucky and Villanova. Yeah, I, You know, my, my honest, my problem is, and I sometimes, I've had, I've had years in which I've had seven out of the, the, the Elite Eight teams. I've had some great years, and I've had some really bad years to where 
I do. I feel like I watch too much, right? And I know a little bit too much. It's like it's like Florida uh, with they have two transfers, their best players, Jalen Hudson and Igor uh, 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 Kul- uh, was it Kulichov, um, who's a, a grad transfer, can really really shoot. Like I've seen them, they've been so kind of up and down at times this year that you know it, it makes me cool on Florida, even though I shouldn't. You know, losing to Arkansas, but they were awesome against Kentucky, but I saw them lose three in a row. They went through a stretch where they lost five out of seven, and I'm like, man, what the hell's going on with this Florida team? So that's a hard one. I have Texas Tech beating Florida. Games in Dallas. I, that's that's one of my, I don't have an upset in that part of the bracket. I got Murray State beating West Virginia. That could really that could really come back and bite me. I have South Dakota State beating Ohio State. Uh, that could Part of that is, I think, some of it is I have teams that have, like a Kansas, frankly overachieved in the regular season. Playing against a Seton Hall in the second round, Seton Hall, senior-laden team, they're big, Kansas small. I don't know. That was just kind of the thinking of it. But I struggle with the thought of we're going to have a bunch of favorites in a year in which it feels like anybody can beat anybody. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's welcome him in. Uh, he's got to get back out and watch his next opponent. Appears to be likely to be the Duke Blue Devils. Danny Hurley, head coach of the regular season champion of the A-10, the uh, Rhode Island uh, Rams. And uh, they just took down Oklahoma in overtime. What was the Trey Young experience like for you, Danny? Oof. Disconcerting, uh, <laughs> nerve-wracking. I-, I shouldn't have watched the Wichita State game first in my prep leading in. You know, that wasn't good for my sleep or mental health. I- I've never been, uh, as a coach, you know, it kind of brought me back, as I guess, as a player, just being on the court, you know, regarding Allen Iverson back in college, you know, it, it kind of brought me back to that. You know, whenever he had the ball in his hands, he's just a, you know, a game-breaker that, you know, was, was capable of, of doing anything. So our goal going in, you know, was to try to keep him to 15 field goal attempts or less during the game. And through regulation, through the first 40, I think he was right at 15. We wanted to just try to make those other guys shoot as much as we could in, uh, in terms of our scout and prep. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of interesting things. He got early foul trouble on offensive fouls using that kind of lead arm. And you guys, your guys sold it a little bit. Did you discuss that? Yeah, we did, and we, what we wanted to do was, you know, we wanted to play him not just with size, but, you know, we felt like Fats Russell's quickness and speed, um, you know, could, could get under him. So, you know, playing a Jeff Downton on him who's 6'4 and long and, and, and smart that could contest his three, and then, you know, we wanted to come with some speed then that could maybe get under him and, and turn him a little bit and, and speed him up. And, you know, we noticed on film that when – you know, when you're able to stay in front of those initial moves that, uh, you know, he, he would use that forearm and, uh, you know, and, and we got some smart guys who were able to sell some things. Yeah, Darren Fats Russell, he, he took over Twitter. Uh, obviously, anybody who's seen him, he is the, uh, it's like, it's like calling somebody biggie when they're tiny, you know, tiny when they're fat or biggie when they're, they're little. Um, he's, he's what, 140 pounds? Uh, yeah, I mean, give or take 10. <laughs> Maybe take, you know, but, take but he did a great job of one. Obviously, he was really good on offense. Kind of helped you get that lead to where oh, you had to play catch up. But then, I mean, his quickness really seemed to bother Trey. Yeah, he uh, he's fearless. I mean, this is a guy that when when EC Matthews went down in non conference and Cyril Langevin both went out together, 
you know, we had those games, the neutral court game versus Seton Hall, the home game against Providence, you know, that we needed to win and, uh, or else we weren't going to get an at-large bid. And I think he had 20 and 21 minutes against Providence in the home game. And, and I think he had 12 and 18 minutes against Seton Hall at the Barclays and put on an absolute show. So, you know, he told me last night that he was going to do this. But he texted me at 11 p.m. last night, you know, that uh, he was going to be the more talked about freshman guard when this game was over. And, uh, you know, I believe everything that kid tells me. You know what? And and honestly, he's right. Uh, and then in overtime, you got two threes from E.C. Matthews. And for people who don't know, E.C. was the A-10 preseason player of the year two years ago, tore his ACL. And I remember we were sitting in Cancun and... It was just like a week or two weeks later, and you're still shaking your head because you're so devastated for for the player more even than for your team. Um, you know, and the good news is you got him for an extra year. I guess my question is, why didn't you go to him at the end of regulation? I thought you would go to EC for sure. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, Jeff Downton has been such an amazing decision maker for us. Uh, you know, and, and we wanted to try to put the ball you know in his hands as much as we could. It actually was going to go to EC. They did do a good job of kind of getting on top of him and, and denying him the ball. We wanted to try and get him in his left hand, getting downhill. You know, Jeff ended up putting something good on the rim, you know, and then, and then missing that layup right there, uh, you know, staying on the offensive glass. Um, you know, it was a little bit scary in terms of what I, what, I, I was, what I was afraid to see in their eyes in the huddle. But as soon as I got in there, I saw guys kind of rolling their eyes, kind of laughing, and kind of a look on their face like, all right, we let him off the hook. We're going to walk them down in the next five minutes. Uh, Danny Hurley joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Duke's up, uh, I think, 23 at this point. That would be your next opponent. And as much as for a long time you tried to get away from the Bobby thing, right, then we saw your reaction when yeah. Bobby got into the NCAA. But how, how, what was your experience like watching Bobby's team give away that lead last night and lose? It, it was rough. Um, they played so well. And I, I watched it in my room with my wife, Andrew, and my two boys, uh, and uh, just, you know, as emotional as it was to, you know, to watch the selection show, to see him so close to, you know, to, to advancing in a tournament and getting a chance to go play TCU, uh, you know, it was tough to watch. But what an accomplishment in year three there for Bob, for a program that hasn't been to the tournament in such a long time. For him in year three to deliver the moments that he delivered that program this year and to get to the big dance, it was an amazing year for him. But it's always tough to watch my brother lose because he's one of the great competitors you'll ever meet. No, no question. And and so oftentimes people lose perspective. You know, got you know, guy turns around a program, and then you lose in the tournament, and they act like they act like you didn't have a great year. All right, so so now you got the chance to take on Duke. Like, look, what's I mean? Have you have you thought of what the emotions would be like for you more than for your team? Because you know your kids, they're tough kids. We got Terrell's. You know, he's like twenty three. EC's you know twenty three. You got older kids, and they're. And, and Fats is a tough kid. But for you personally, have you thought of the emotions of looking down there and seeing Coach K and Duke? Yeah, I mean, it's um, to say that you don't get, you know, reflective or introspective about your, your journey. You know, for me, I, I was driving an 18-seat cheese bus uh, as a high school coach eight and a half years ago. You know, and now I'm going to be, you know, staring down the other bench at, at, you know, the icon of all icons and, you know, the blue blood of all blue bloods on Saturday with the chance, you know, to compete for a final, uh, for a sweet 16 berth. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to enjoy all of it and savor it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're a competitive group and we're, uh, 
you know, we're, we're going to go you know, and study film. We're going to watch a lot of the games that they struggled in mostly. You know, we're going to focus on the BC game on the road, the Virginia Tech game, you know, at Virginia Tech and, you know, some of the Carolina, you know, the Carolina game and, and see if we can go to school on, uh, on some of the people that have been able to be in tight games in the second half. Well, I know you felt like you let Oregon off the hook last year. We'll see what happens with Duke in a couple of days. In the meantime, hey, enjoy it, man. That was a hard-fought win, but to get oh, it's it, it, the worst thing is getting the first loss of the tournament because you're over your season's over before so many the tournament really starts. The good thing is when you win, now you get to watch everybody else play and go through all the pain of winning and losing <laughs> the whole rest of the day, right? You're like, I oh, man, we're well, glad we got that yeah. out of the way early. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was, hey, listen, when you're playing a standalone game on CVS and you're going up against Trey Young, you know you can get embarrassed, and you know that they could put you on a charter by about 7 o'clock tonight, and uh, I just know that my team was never letting that happen today. All right, great stuff. Uh, congrats on the win. Go back and scout. We'll talk to you soon. Doug, thanks, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. So here's the Trey Young thing. He led the country in scoring and assists. And if you look just the right way, you're like, kind of plays like Steph Curry. That's what he modeled his game after. But man, it's really hard to see him as an NBA starter. And one of the things that people, there's a little bit of Colin Kaepernick to him. And, and let me explain why. Like, wait, he protests like, no, he's a running quarterback. No, no. I've told people for a long time, the problem with Colin Kaepernick isn't if he's your, well, it is, if he's your starter, there's some things he doesn't, he's never been a great leader. You know, the best thing he's done leadership wise has been this movement, but even in this movement, he's not a vocal leader. Like you don't see him, you see him trying to change the world, which is great. Like I'm not trying to diminish. I didn't like what he initially said and the the staunch anti-police sentiment, but he's turned it into something good where he's actually donated a million dollars and donated a bunch of his time, but he's not really a verbal leader. He's not a kind of get behind me guy. He doesn't even want that. And that's not his thing. He like actually separates himself from that. So he, in, in football terms, he's not like the alpha that people get behind. People gravitate towards. They may respect his stance. There's a difference between respecting your stance and being a leader of 53 men. So the problem, and, and then he's inaccurate. He can't roll to the left. He, he has small hands. So there's a limit in terms of the uh, uh, angles in which arm angles, in which he can throw the football from like, there's some issues there with him as a, and he's probably going to get hurt. He's been injured multiple times. Some offenses he can't play in. But if he's your backup, like the backup has to be one of two guys. The backup has to be a young guy that you want to develop to be the starter or a former starter that's completely committed to helping the starter become great. And he's neither of those. He's not a football savant guy. He doesn't, he's not a, I've been pouring over tape and I know this to help the starter guy. That's not who he is. So there's an issue with Colin Kaepernick being a backup because he wants to be the starter, but he's not really a great starter but he's also not a good backup. Whereas most backups are dudes that are compl- the Matt Schaubs of the world, completely invested in the starter. And then if they get a chance, they play as they, they do the best they can. That's the same thing with Trey young. Like Trey young can't guard anybody. 
physically cannot guard anyone. And it's not like, and, and there's an issue with a lot of great players in terms of their focus on defense. This is more than a focus thing. Athletically, laterally, kind of limited. I know he's very young, so his strength will, will improve. But he's also small, and small guards get eaten up in the NBA. He's not only, Steph is a bad on-ball defender and they hide him, but he's a very good off-ball defender in that he's sneaky and tries to get steals and has great alertness, good instincts. Trey doesn't have those instincts. And then everything he does, one, there's a high volume, not a great finisher on the basket. He shoots deep, contested shots, which the last half of the season he didn't make. And remember, when you're in the NBA, you're shooting from further out against better competition and guarding better players at the other end. But the big problem becomes, if he's your backup, what is he? Think of who the backup guards are. The, 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 um, the Jamal Crawfords of the world, right? There's like a six-man position. There's Jordan Clarkson. Like, Jordan Clarkson is three inches bigger than Trey Young. Jordan Clarkson can't run a team. Not a very good defender, you know? And... I don't think he's the shoot, the open shooter that Trey is, but he's got a far better first step and he's much bigger. And even he, that's a sick to be the sixth man. You either have to be an explosive score, which maybe he could become, but you usually as a backup point guard, they want you to guard 94 feet. And he just can't do that. So look, I I've, I've known Trey's dad a long time. Everyone in basketball had this discussion previously. Like, do you make him go? Do you have him go out now when he's not ready and not refined, but his stock is high? On the other hand, you run the risk of him being jimmered, getting to the league, and because he doesn't defend and because of things he doesn't do, he gets exposed and he has a name. So guys are going to come at him. I remember we go back a couple months ago and people were thinking I'm crazy for saying Colin Sexton to be the first guard taken. And now I'm struggling to find out if. Is Trey Young really a pro? Like he could not get a step on Rhode Island's guys. Couldn't get a step. Took contest. Like why would he take those contested shots? Because those are the ones he could get. Going to be fascinating. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Nick Baugh joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, what game do you have on right now on your TV? I've got Ohio the game State? you're watching. I got well, Miami I have, I have, and Loyola, have, Chicago. Yeah, I have, I have three games actually on, but it's yeah. okay. I'm kind of kind of <laughs> okay. You're you got you're 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 in a better place than I am. How about that, Doug? We'll geek out for a second. How about the hammer play to get the three from Loyola to to tie it? That was uh, you see that in the league a lot. You don't see it in college. That was fantastic. I, from, I don't understand why more teams don't don't run it. But uh, Loyola's yeah. going to get one last look. A three pointer on the way, and it goes. Oh. And it goes, and John Ramos's John Ramos's bracket is alive. It's alive. Oh man, uh, what's the name of the what's the name of the um, uh, Ed Gryffindor wins? <laughs> wow, oh, unbelievable! Wow. Long live the Valley, Doug. Long live the Missouri Valley Conference. Okay? Well, and Loyola is like a Johnny Come Lately to the Valley, right? That's right. That's right. Where your just boys, a, Creighton, they bet they're like deuces to the Valley. That's right. That's right. Com- completely. Um, not exactly one shining moment. Uh, what's Lonnie's last name? The freshman from Miami. Why am I blanking? Um, oh, shoot. Uh, what's the kid? He's- oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, yeah, the turn it over. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, not exactly yeah, one. Walker. Lonnie Walker turns the basketball over and then misses the front end of a one and one. Not exactly Yikes. one shining moment Yikes. for their their freshman star. Oi, 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 oi. That's wow. pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have? Who'd you have winning your bracket? I have uh, I have Nova winning it all, but I think whoever comes out of uh, that that final four game of I got Nova and Duke. I think whoever wins that's going to win it all. I have but per- I, like, uh, I have I'm Purdue. Go I have Purdue beating Nova. Yeah, I could. I mean, listen, Purdue's good. I mean, we talked about this that like the Big Ten may be down, but Michigan's legit. Michigan State's legit, and Purdue is legit. I just I uh, I, I I wonder how Purdue will be able. It's it's a battle of hey can. Nova handle the two big boys inside, but can the guards for Purdue handle Brunson and DiVincenzo and Booth and Bridges off the bounce? That'll be. I hope we get to see that game because that'll be a really good matchup. All right, so Nick Bod joins us. He's got his own radio show, and it's a really, really good one in uh, in Omaha. Plus, he covers games for Fox Sports 1. Let, let's go through the Big East. I actually have Seton Hall going to the lead in. I got Seton Hall beating Kansas, and I know they have point guard issues. Okay. Uh, but my 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 working theory here is on why they'll beat Kansas is Kansas can't really pressure like most teams could pressure and most elite teams could pressure a Seton Hall because they only have one point guard. They don't really have ball pressure guards. So when you get everywhere else, I, I give the advantage to Seton Hall. Like I don't see right. Seton Hall uh, turning the ball over left and right against. And right now they're in a game which they might score 120 against NC State. <laughs> Am I crazy to think Seton Hall's no. got, got a chance to make a run here? No, and I, I, I actually look at it, too, the, also inside, that with, with Azabuki's injury, it's, it's an issue down there. Because in all reality, with all due respect, Mitch Lightfoot's kind of a mid-major big. You know, he's not a high-major big. And Delgado is a, is a man. And they're going to be able to control the glass. And so I, I'm with you. I think uh, based especially on how Kansas looked today, uh, which in the first half they were having some issues, and it took Graham getting to the line a bunch. I, that, that's a that's a senior laden team that is been through the wars, and I think to be honest, they've underachieved throughout the year. But I think they adopted a bad mentality of like we can light switch this thing when it matters, we'll turn it on, and they're turning it on right now. I mean, they're gonna they're like you said, they're gonna hang potentially a hundred on NC State, but. Kansas look has looked vulnerable. They look really vulnerable today, and I just think they're going to be they're going to be major league out mismatched or uh, outmatched in, inside. And, and I'm with you. I just don't think uh, Graham and those guys are going to be able to pressure a bunch because they got to play 40 minutes, and so the lack of ball handling won't be an issue for Seton Hall. I, I don't I don't mind that pick at all, Doug. Uh, that's the voice of Nick Baugh, the voice of reason, the Omaha superstar. Of course, played at KU, and he played at and he played at Creighton. Speaking of Creighton. That's got to be crazy. Did you ever play against Kansas when you were Creighton? No, I didn't. That would have I mean, been nice, though. That would have been fun. Even though about, I got no hard feelings, I love Bill Self, but that would have been fun, right? I mean, like, look, I almost went to Marquette because they played Notre Dame. I want to play Notre Dame so bad. <laughs> I, I, right. I want to play Notre Dame so, 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 so badly. Um, what do you think it's going to be like? Marcus, for people who don't know, Marcus Foster, leading scorer, scored a couple thousand points in college, scored a couple thousand points in high school. That guy just scores. He had a great freshman year at K-State. Sophomore year, disappointing. Kind of got, by his own estimation, got full of himself, got a little heavy, transferred to Creighton and kind of remade himself. And, like, look, he's a tremendous score, shooting scoring guard for the Blue Jays, and he's going to face his former team in Kansas State. What do you think that's going to be like for him? I'm nervous for him. I mean, because he, he's got a – you know this, Doug. The one thing about Marcus is he has a tendency to hunt, and he will take bad shots. He's gotten better at it this year for Creighton. 
because you just look at his percentages. I mean, across the board, everything's up, and it's because he's he's not taking about three or four bad shots a game. But there's there's no way that Marcus isn't isn't just salivating over this thing. And I'm actually I'm in Charlotte with Creighton right now, and I mean, if you think about it, Bruce Weber could have almost arguably ended Marcus's career. You know, you never know. I mean, if if things go poorly, I know it's a, a lot of it's on Marcus, but bottom line is they severed ties. That's not good. And then. Also, with what happened with uh, it feels it feels like everybody in Manhattan always has Bruce Weber on the hot seat, and you have a superstar go south. I know the fans probably didn't like that. I'm sure Bruce Weber wants nothing more than to end Marcus Foster's college career, have him go like three of seventeen, and I'm sure Marcus wants to go for forty. So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's you know how those situations go. I, I'm nervous. There's not going to be any middle ground. I feel like I feel like Marcus is either going to be on a mission and be great or uh, he, he's going to be in his own way a little bit and be forcing some shots. I do feel like he's really grown up a lot over the past year. He had a kid uh, in, in the offseason. I think that's kind of, you know, that there's no choice but to mature when that's the case. But it's, it's definitely a factor in something that I know that Coach McDermott's a little worried about. Yeah, um, it's fascinating. What about Villanova? I mean, I think all of us have, all of us have said, like, look, it's a really good team, a really mature team. I know they went through some injuries. One of the reasons they lost a couple of games but they they also have a tendency to tendency to shoot a lot of threes, and honestly, their best post player is Jalen Brunson, which yeah. he, look they've been able to use and be really effective with. But the fact that they don't have a Daniel Ochefu, where they haven't been able to utilize any of their posts like a Daniel Ochefu, to me is a little bit troubling. What are your thoughts on Villanova heading into this tournament? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's just it's it's tough to think that they're going to be able to shoot it great from three for six straight games here. So there's going to be a game somewhere where they're a little bit off and what happens in that game. And they don't have a guy that they can necessarily throw it into the post to, you know, I know Brunson can back people down and he can get to the foul line, but how do they get easy points? I also don't think this team defends as good as the team with Archie Diacono and Hart and those guys either. Those guys were a, a little bit more gritty and grimy on that end of the floor. You know, and so not only do they settle for a lot of threes, Doug, they shoot a lot of mid range jumpers too. Booth, DiVincenzo, Brunson, they'll shoot a lot of contested twos. Now, they, they make a decent amount, but, you know, you run the numbers on that stuff. That's uh, not a very high percentage shot. So I, I like Nova. I mean, we're, we're, we're pointing out uh, the flaws. I mean, there's certainly a ton, a ton of weaknesses. I just like their draw. I, 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 think, uh, I, I think they're going to be able to get past either Bama or Virginia Tech. And then you give those Nova guards a week to prepare for West Virginia's press. I think they're going to be shooting layups and have a bunch of two-on-ones and three-on-twos. Uh, and, and so I think it's ultimately going to come down to what happens in that Purdue game. But yeah, there, there are, listen, every team's got issues, you know, like Duke, they, they can't defend, you know, and I think that zone is really, really not sound. And if you bust them out of that and they got a guard, man, look out, you know, I mean, if, there are a bunch of teams that have issues. I don't know how good Michigan state's guards are, you know, like there, there are flaws for all the top teams and Nova certainly has a couple. Did you have South Dakota state beating Ohio state? I did. I, I did. That was. I felt like. I, I mean, what Chris Holtman's done is is incredible. Right. I mean, he's gotten those guys to overachieve all year. There's a, there's I a little bit. Think, I, I hate to interrupt. Let me just one 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 thing, and then you keep going. Is yep. there's a little bit of what I think about Bill Self in Kansas. There is that, and and yep. and honestly, I think this about Roy Williams. I got I got to have them those into Providence, and people might say, "How the hell?" I think Providence is underachieved, and I think North Carolina is overachieved. I think. Like Roy Williams, Bill Self, and Chris Holtman, I put them right in that mix of, man, they've done an incredible job considering this is not the greatest group in the world, and yet, you know, you, you have, you know, you're winning leagues and winning conference tournaments, et cetera. Is that, is that what you thought about Holtman, where the, the players aren't, aren't nearly what the result has been? 
Not even close. I mean, I, I think that it's it's you know because uh, we, we you and I both love Holt. I mean, he's a great coach, and what he's done done has been fantastic. But if you look at their personnel, you just look at their their guys. I mean, outside of Kade Bates Diop, I mean, they're, they're not great, and their guards are great. And and same thing with Kansas. I mean, if you would have, I know it's death taxes and Bill Self went in the Big Twelve, but if you would have asked me in mid December or, or early December, I'd have bet a lot of money that Kansas was not going to win it. But those guys have have managed to patch things together, and sometimes in the NCAA tournament, you really get unveiled. You know, like how talented. I know we talk about coaching, but you got to have dudes, and oftentimes they got to be guards, and they got to be able to go make plays. And so I, I think I agree with you. I think Carolina's been kind of uh, uh, overachieving a little bit too. I think you can make a case, Doug, that that Xavier's overachieved a little bit. I I, I think they've won a lot. I think they're I saw a stat they're, they're like fifteen and three or fifteen and four in games decided by ten points or less. So I mean, shoot, if half those games go the other way, they're maybe a four seed or a three seed, and so. They, they've been, uh, they're a team that I feel like has overachieved a little bit as well. It just, it'll be interesting to see what those teams have, will do, but I think, I think Mike Dom and, Ohio State and, and South Dakota State are going to get them today. Uh, it's, this, is, this is becoming, I don't know if you're going to switch over, becoming the game of the tournament. Uh, let me ask you about one that I'm intrigued by, Butler and Arkansas. I don't know if you've seen Arkansas. They actually have, they yeah. actually have some electric talent. They're terrible, terrible away from home. Um but, you know, a little bit of a different style than what Butler has seen. Butler's got Elon Martin. Uh, you have some veterans there. Obviously, a, a guy who's never coached um, as a head coach in the NCAA tournament, been an assistant coach in a, in a national championship game. What, what are your thoughts on Butler and Arkansas? Yeah, I, I've actually seen, I've seen Butler a ton this year. Yeah. And, and they're a team that we're just like agreeing. It's, they've, they're a team that I feel like has kind of overachieved, to be honest with you. And they're really streaky from three. And when they're not making shots, they can kind of struggle a little bit. Uh, I, I I feel like with with the matchup though, yeah, I, I I look at at Butler's ball handlers, and they got they got a couple of guys in Baldwin and Thompson, and even Jorgensen can handle it. So I feel like they're going to be able to deal with with the unique style. It just comes down to if if Martin, Martin's going to have to have a huge game, and in the games where he has big games, Butler is fine. The games where he struggles, they just they struggle to score a little bit because at the end of the day, Baldwin's more Doug of like a, he's more of a guy that wants to score like 14 than he wants to score 24. You know, right. he wants to do all that other stuff. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I like, uh, I think Butler can find a way just because I think Martin is, uh, is really playing at a high level, but that's, that's as intriguing of a, of all the seven, 10 matchups that we had here in the first round. I, I completely agree with you. Is there a team that you've seen that you like and other people do not? Uh, that's tough. I, I, uh, you know, for, for me, I, I like Rhode Island. I, I've, I've liked Rhode Island all year. I know they struggled at the end. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, Doug, when they got blasted by St. Joe's at home and then they, they, they end up losing the, the A 10 tournament. But I, I like this team. I don't like, I don't love their second round matchup here with Duke. Yep. Uh, just because I just don't think they shoot it well enough collectively from beyond the arc. So it's unfortunate. That they're going to run into a team that I just don't feel like they match up well against. I but I thought they really, I thought they looked good today against Oklahoma in a in a kind of a tough, grimy kind of a game. Uh, I just think they're they're, a, they're just a bunch of grown men, and so if they get, they can hang in there and and keep it close, they're not going to be scared and get uh, like UNCG today. Doug, they got like the moment got to them late, right? Like they they just they're poised down the stretch, 
was not good. That won't happen with Rhode Island if they can keep it close with Duke. But that's a team that I've liked all year. It's unfortunate that I think they saw a tough one in the second round here. Uh, that, that's the voice of Nick Baugh. He's got a great show in Omaha. When in Omaha, find Nick Baugh on the radio. And uh, when watching Fox Sports 1, you'll see him either in studio or, or breaking down games. In the meantime, you can also hear him. Uh, he's going to join me. You can join me on my podcast, on my, my All Ball podcast. I hope so. If you give me the invite, man, let's do it. Done. We'll, we'll, Consider we'll done. This I'm, I'm booking as well, so I just booked that as well. <laughs> Nick, Nick, like great it. stuff. Enjoy the games, and I can't wait to. I'm now. Are you just are you just fanboy doing your local show and going to the Creighton game? Or are you doing something for it? I'm doing. I'm doing. So I'm doing the games for the. I'm on the local radio team. So like, if like I get to like. So do you do we? Do you do the we thing? If I want to. Wait. When he when when things are going well and things are going poorly, do you drop a we or do you still do the? national tv thing where you say they they what do you do i have like doug I, even if i'm talking to my dad i i try to make it a point to always say creighton like i've had to like rid myself of the we i don't know if you've had to do that with okie state or anything like that but just because i feel like that you you can get into a habit with that stuff so i i always if i promise you tomorrow you will not hear one we from me promise you all right. Well, we'll ch- we'll check it out. I'll I'll find the Creighton Radio <laughs> Network and I'll listen. I'm sure and I'll, you will. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you tweets if you drop a week. Great stuff. Enjoy right. the game. Uh, you know I'm still Blue Jay at heart. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Doug. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.